The restaurant service industry's leading women are breaking and fixing the industry's glass ceiling. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFriends, and in this episode, we talk with and get advice from some of the industry's leading women. Joining me is Food Service Equipment Reports Chief Content Officer, Allison Resendiz. And we're also going to hear from some techs on what some of their must-haves are in their tool bag. But first, March is Women's History Month, and we're going to take the opportunity to recognize some female leaders who are helping propel the equipment service industry forward and inspiring those who follow. And we have three of those women on the line today. Would you please introduce yourselves? My name is Caroline Kaufman-Kirschnick. I'm the president of EMR. Um, headquartered in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, I'm, my name is Jennifer Linton, Vice President of Shaket CKS, which is part of the Heritage Service Group up in Canada. Hey, and I am Katie Green. I am a manager here at Refrigerated Specialist Incorporated in Dallas, Texas, and I am on the board of Cefesa. Thank you all so much for being here with us today um, to mark Women's History Month. What perspectives do women in the service industry bring to the table that may be absent if the team consists of only men? Caroline, could you let us know your thoughts? I would say, in my opinion, um, women bring a perspective of a, a little bit more of the people side of things. I think women have a tendency to look more and understand more about what's going on from a from a human aspect I guess more like an emotional kind of nurturing perspective um, especially when it comes to internally with employees and and maybe even you know with customers I feel like women are just a little bit more in tune to and um, aware of and understanding of people's, emotions and especially in service you know when people are having issues with their equipment not only is it just that the equipment is broken but their business is not is not operating correctly and it can be a very emotionally charged situation so i think women just have a little bit more intuition on how to maybe navigate emotionally charged situations katie what do you feel a a woman what sort of perspective a woman brings to the service industry that might uh be absent if it only consisted of men? Well, I think that, um, you know, women historically pay a little more attention to the details, the little details that women um, tend to be better at picking up on. So, um, and seeing from my my perspective, at least in the 20 years that I've been in the business is that the, you know, they pay attention to those little details and they're able to uh, really hone in on those skills and those little things that we may miss um, in an all all male environment. And it's uh, that's kind of what I see that we bring to the table. In addition to what Caroline said, I I completely agree with her. Absolutely. Jennifer, did you have anything that you wanted to be sure to add? Yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, one of our unique talents as women is being able to challenge our maternal side. And that enables us to be global thinkers as we run our our businesses and our organizations, gives us the ability to see all the moving parts of the whole business in unison. So I think, you know, overall, this contributes to a well thought out strategic planning and execution um, for for it for female leaders. Mm -hmm. 
Can you all talk a, a little bit about maybe some of the adversity that you've encountered in your career and in some ways that you've overcome that you've overcome it? And uh, why don't we start with you, Jennifer? I think the biggest adversity for women um, in life is overcoming the perception of softness, of being too soft. Well also overcoming the perception of being ill-natured because we're too hard. So it's a constant push and pull for women. That's been difficult. Uh, I also think not being seen as the authority has been a struggle throughout my career. Um, you know, I it still happens today where one of my staff or employees uh, direct reports is male and we go into a meeting and they are immediately seen as the authority in the meeting so that's something that is just part of the reality of being a woman in in business caroline what do you think for me personally i think the biggest adversity in my career has specifically been in this industry um being that it's you know part of the trades and has typically historically for a very long time, been almost completely male dominated, just being seen and respected as having the capacity and the capability to contribute in a positive and effective way, I think has been probably the biggest area of adversity, just having to consistently prove that what I bring to the table or that women bring to the table even in a very male-dominated industry um, is number one, super important, um, number two, super needed, and number three, very effective and um, can contribute to the overall health of um, the business and the industry. Um, as I said, you know, in the service industry, we're, we're really in the business of helping people. And I feel as though women have again, a very intuitive nature of helping others. And I think as Jennifer said, that sense of like community and understanding how the interconnectedness of our internal parts and, and also the external partnerships and relationships with our customers and service partners and vendors. And um, I think it's been just a challenge of that being seen and respected and um, celebrated, really. Katie, how can male leaders be effective champions and allies for women in this industry? Well, I think that it's um, super important that our male counterparts in leadership recognize what we bring to the table and, um, you know, that they put more women in leadership positions. There's not a whole lot of women at all in our industry in leadership positions. I'm seeing more and more in the last you know few years, but historically, like everybody else has said, this is a male-dominated industry, and it is the trades. And um, you know, women have to work twice as hard just to be taken seriously. I think that they definitely have to start by hiring more people or or promoting more people to leadership positions that are women. That they have to. Um, stand, not that we can't stand up for ourselves, but they also have to have our backs whenever an issue does come up with a customer or with another employee, you know, and just reiterate that we are capable, we are in charge, and just just like the male counterparts, and that um, everybody should respect us just the same. I think that, you know, men in leadership positions 
have to be deliberate about who they're inviting to the table. You know, growth and progress come from a diverse team um, that's not afraid to challenge each other. So if we get a little more yin and yang, we'll have a better holistic approach to problem resolution and strategic thinking and planning. And I think the other really important thing that male leaders can do is to give young women a voice early in their careers and encourage them to use that voice and, and let them know that it has value. Caroline, I was wondering, you know, what resources have been most valuable to you as a woman working in the service industry? I would say really the most valuable resources have all come from internally within the company. As I was coming up through the company, you know, I never hesitated to ask a lot of questions and to admit the things that I didn't know um, and just got a lot of support. Fortunately, I was very blessed to get a lot of support um, from all of the people within the company in various positions, you know, even down to technicians asking technical questions and them being willing to teach me and explain these things to me that maybe as as a, a, a woman growing up, um, I wasn't taught because I was a girl. You know, most most girls aren't being taken out to the, you know, the car with their father to show how these things work. So um, I fortunately was very blessed with um, having a lot of technicians that were actually really happy and excited to to teach me and explain things to me. Um, and of course, my, my father, Roger Kaufman, was probably um, my biggest and greatest and most valuable, wonderful resource. Um, I also was, you know, fortunate enough to have a father that when his daughter was showing interest in this company, didn't just kind of like, you know, push me off, but was more than happy to to welcome me in and to to mentor me and to and to teach me as well. Um, and I've had, um, you know, women, other women that have been fortunate enough to to be in leadership roles, to be mentors to me within the industry. Um, and I've had some outside uh, resources and mentors um, that have played a really criti criti critical role in my development. So much like Caroline, actually, um, I, I am very fortunate to have grown up in the industry. And so in doing so, I've experienced every aspect of service delivery. Um, and I would say my most valuable resources are the relationships that I've built that have spanned many, many years you know, particularly with manufacturers, long-standing relationships with manufacturers. And again, uh, like Caroline referred to, the technicians, they have um, allowed me and helped me to understand and speak to the technical side of the business. And I find that this has served me very well in proving myself and in, you know, having a seat at the table within um, the, the industry of, of the trades. Additionally, I would say, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a mentor who um, is somebody who genuinely, genuinely supports me and believes um, in my ambitions for myself and the career progression and, and what I see the service, the, the potential of where I see the service industry going. Yeah, so much like the other two, you know, the technicians I work with, the uh, other people here in the office and at my business have definitely helped. My dad, um, being a technician, which is how I'm involved in this industry, um, you know, him kind of showing me the ropes and that's been a, a huge part of it. Um, other people in the industry, male and female, that kind of have mentored me along the way, 
have been a huge part of why I am where I am today. But if you want to talk more modern um, technology, there's all kinds of groups out there, um, you know, women of the HVACR and, and different groups out there that are women focused, women um, in the in, in different trade industries and women in leadership. And a lot of those um, blogs and podcasts and, and groups also have helped me tremendously in being a leader at my company and in the industry. So I, I know I've been following the service industry for some time, and I know that getting new techs in is really um, a challenge, and so and especially women. So I was wondering, maybe Caroline, could you share what advice you would give a woman who's entering the service industry? I would say never doubt yourself that if if this is a trade and, and a career and an industry that you're interested in and passionate about to um, kind of somewhat put some blinders on to the fact that you're a minority and um, just follow your dreams and, you know, don't, um, when you do run into the adversity, because I, I believe that you will, because it is still very male dominated. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think a woman would run into as much as, as maybe 20, 30 years ago, but I think that it still will be a challenge. Um, but I would just say to um, continue to believe in yourself and to never give up. Katie, did you have any advice that you wanted to be sure to give young women coming up? Yeah, I mean, that you are you are capable and to don't don't be intimidated because it isn't intimidating coming into a male dominated industry and um, so you will you will face adversity. You will have even from the customers. It won't be easy, but the more that we get involved in the industry, the more that we that young women want to be in the skilled trades, and uh, the more that they will uh, that will change the perception and will change the industry. You know, I think that it can only make the industry better. But as a as a woman in the trades, you are capable. You are capable of doing everything that um, male technicians do. Don't be mm -hmm. intimidated. That's a great message. And Jennifer, any advice that you wanted to be sure to share? I would say make building your network a priority. This is a, it's a large industry, lots of potential, but it's a small, it's close knit. Build your network, get some allies, get some mentors, uh, make that a priority for your own personal success and support. You know, you have to be tough in this industry. You have to show that you can be tough, but don't forget your soft side. This industry is all about helping people. So stay connected to your technicians and to your ops team. I, I have found that if your team knows that you care about them, that they will care for you and for your customers. And once that flywheel starts turning, that's when the magic happens. Knowing how important representation is, what do you hope other women in the industry take away from seeing you and other leaders like you hold positions in leadership in the service space? If you know, if you just have like a quick one sentence uh, answer on um, what you think a takeaway should be, uh, that would be cool. Uh, and if we could maybe start with uh, Jennifer. Can I say two things? Of, of course, yes, sure, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> not limited to. So yeah, I think that the most. <laughs> the most important thing for women in business and, of course, within our trade is is two things. 
this is the success of every woman should be inspiration to another. Uh, we should raise each other up. I saw that on LinkedIn last week, and I think is the essence of women um, really growing and taking over leadership roles in, in the trades. But my quick one-liner is um, the trades is absolutely a place for women. We need more women in the trades. I would just say that this industry and the trades is an extremely rewarding career. Again, it, it really is about helping people. And when you're passionate about helping people, this is just a really great space to be able to, to practice and carry out that um, very kind of heart-centered mission and goal in life. Katie, can you, can you wrap us up? I will try. Um, I think that, uh, you know, this industry is full of some of the greatest people um, around. And everybody that I've encountered is really passionate about the industry. And we need women in the trades because we, we need somebody to set the wheels in motion for change. We need more women in the trades and um, we need that representation. So if you have the passion and you love this industry, or love the skilled trades, don't limit yourself, push yourself. Um, you can go as high as you want no matter if it's a technician or um, an office leadership position, you know, there is a place for you at this table. Gosh, that was a really great, very inspirational. Thank you, Caroline, Jennifer, and Katie for taking the time to chat with us. And that brings us to our nuts and bolts segment. And that's when we turn things over to you for your input. And this week we asked, what are one or two surprising things you always keep in your tool bag? All of our responses this month are via email, so I'm calling out a few of my colleagues to help me out. First up, it's RSI Cefesa Certified Master Technician Troy Watson, who wrote in with this. I tell every new guy that we hire, or a guy coming up through the pipelines to go into service, one of the most crucial things are, because it's 2021, are wireless Bluetooth gauges, like short gauges and the wireless Bluetooth temp probe. Because if you go into an ice machine, or some of these undercounters that are more critically charged, you don't want to go put your four-foot hoses on there. You're going to take out a quarter of a charge on them. So you take in wireless Bluetooth gauges that fit right into your tool bag and you're able to just screw it on real quick and then see if there's pressure on it or if it's equalized or if it's pumped down. That's the most helpful tool in my tool bag. Dan Cohn Group Service Manager Travis Cohn said, One surprising tool I keep in my toolbox is called a Molex pin extractor tool. It's used to remove the pins in a Molex plug, commonly found in Frymaster fryers and various other pieces of equipment. It's been a real lifesaver. Without it, you typically damage the pin while trying to remove it from the plug housing, which can create additional work and headache. And short but important, this is from Elmer Schultz Services Field Training Manager Rob Knott. Hey, lately, hand sanitizer and knee pads. Not every text tool bag has them, but they should. And General Parts Service Technician Jesse Otano wrote in with this. Although everything in my toolbox has its place and a reason to be there, there are a few things I keep with me that are more non-conventional. I normally keep on me a tube of Neosporin for scrapes and cuts. I also keep a selection of rare earth magnets to hold screws and precious fasteners as I work. I also keep a specific color of nail polish on me to mark adjustments I make, and my specific color is essentially my signature on said adjustment. That way, if the nail polish is broken, 
I can tell my particular adjustment's been altered, i.e. gas valve adjustments. Thanks to Ron Brown, Jennifer O'Neill, Mike Hoffman, and Bob Kessler, respectively, for voicing those up. And thanks to everyone for your contributions. We really do appreciate them. And you've got another chance to get your thoughts in because our upcoming topic is, with summer right around the corner, what's one unexpected service trick you always do in a restaurant before the start of the season? We'd love to hear from you. And you can call in to leave a message. Our number is... 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls brought to you by Tech Town in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance.